Hello, and welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the show where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. Today, we are going to do a notebook deep dive. I don't know what gave me this idea, but I was thinking about different types of planning supplies and realized that I never did a discussion of all of my favorite types of notebooks, as well as what I've used notebooks for in the past. And I'm going to share a fairly sizable lists of some of the brands I've used and loved in the past and all of the things that I love about them. So this is our deep dive in notebooks. So first of all, what do you use a notebook for? I will admit, I do have more notebooks in my life than I currently make use of. And that's okay because I do get some joy in having some blank notebooks on the shelf that I know are there for me to use when I need them, or even notebooks with a few pages filled in that I might want to either continue or repurpose. But in the past, I have used notebooks as a place to take notes on a singular course or topic. I have used notebooks for scheming and dreaming. My husband and I had a notebook that I mostly filled it out, but we definitely did a lot of it together. It was a lined Orla Keeley notebook that I'm sure I can't find anymore. It was spiral bound. It had the little stem print pattern along the side with really thick white paper and lined. And I would draw out all types of things about like how we wanted our childcare to look and our schedules to look and where we wanted to live and just kind of lifestyle building. And we also have done some vacation planning in that notebook as well. It just became kind of a notebook of dreams and I'm sad because we used up all of the pages and I don't have a great replacement, but that's another purpose for a notebook. You could use them to take notes at various meetings. Perhaps you start a new one for the year and just take notes on every meeting that you sit in. I do find that taking notes definitely helps prevent me from zoning out or reaching for my phone or some other kind of digital distractions. So I think that can be a very worthwhile use of paper. You might use a notebook to document a personal journey, for example, religion or therapy or something that you just want to write more about as you're doing self-discovery. And that can be in a more structured format or in a more open-ended journaling format. And then there are a million different practical things you can use a notebook for. Some people like to keep paper-based budgeting systems. Some people might want to use a notebook for recording and planning meals. I do kind of wish I had a functional meal planning notebook so that I could just like remember the things that I loved because I tend to use Prep Dish a lot, which I love. It's a podcast sponsor. Or if I'm not using Prep Dish on a given week, we make kind of the same things over and over again. So it would be great to have a really good repository of meal plans that really worked well, whether they're old Prep Dish plans that I want to reuse because some of them are so good, I would remake them anytime or my own meals. Notebooks can be for tracking. So some people keep a book journal that is, you know, specifically designed to be a book journal. And I've talked about a couple of those on this show, but you could also use a notebook as a simple book journal where you put a rating and write when you've read it and feelings about the book or books you want to read. You could have a journal all about travel and the places you want to go and ideas related to that. And then of course, there is the bullet journalist community. And I am not really a full-on bullet journalist. I certainly don't use a lot of the symbols and markings that that community loves to use. And I tend to veer towards planner products with a little bit more structure. I do feel like, for example, the Hobonichi Techo Cousin has some bullet journal-like elements because the pages are quite blank and open-ended and you could turn them into a traditional Bujo-style bullet journaling notebook if you wanted to. 
But I know others really just like to keep a record log of their life on dotted pages in the more traditional bullet journal style that writer Carol popularized. Um, if anybody is interested in learning more, he actually has an entire published book called The Bullet Journal Method. When I purchased that book, I actually got a, well, not free, but an accompanying Leuchtturm bullet journal notebook to accompany that. So you if they still sell that box set, you could just dive right in and get started with the own accompanying notebook. And so that is a way that lots of people could blow through tons of notebooks. I recently clicked on a link to a guy who basically kept a log of his life in field notes in bullet journal style with timestamps. And then he would enter them all into the computer. So he would have like a searchable record of any moment of his life. And it was a little bit over the top, but it was also really interesting to me. I do not aspire to do this, but I still liked reading about it. So those are some ways that one might consider using a notebook. Oh, I didn't mention this because I said conferences, but for a study book. So if you have a big exam coming up, I totally think one way to tackle that exam would be to basically be like, I am going to create the book of knowledge on whatever the exam is on and like do 10 pages for each topic and take notes and I bet that would be a successful study method for some. My husband and I during med school, our biggest study technique was to do something we called metanoting, which was taking all of our class notes and taking notes on the notes and then studying from the notes we had taken on the notes, which we called metanotes. And I don't know, I did pretty well. So I, I can't say it's a terrible method, although N of 1 studies are never ideal. But anyway, that would be another fun use for a notebook. All right, so now I'm going to dive into some of my favorite notebook brands. I have a whole list here. I tried to find price points for some of them, but a lot of them have many, many options of different sizes and styles. So there's not one price point that I could give. I will say I have found notebooks to be something worth spending out on because the truth is if you're really gonna use up a notebook, it takes quite a while. So it's this object that you might be interacting with daily and to stress out about spending like $35 versus $20 versus $5. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think it's sometimes worth it, although everyone's budget varies. So I totally understand if a $35 notebook seems ridiculous and out of reach, especially if you fill a lot of pages so that, you know, you'd have to replace it. But I guess in the grand scheme of things, that 35 versus 20 versus five, it just pales in comparison to like, you know, people buying cars they can't afford or giant home reno projects. Like it's just money on an entirely different scale. And yet sometimes the pleasure you get out of a great notebook and pen can be pretty sizable. For me, if I have a bad notebook and a fancy car, I'd probably rather have a good notebook and an okay car. Maybe that's just embarrassing to say, but it's true and way more cost effective. All right, so after our break, we are going to talk about a list of some of the favorite brands I've used over the years maybe some that you've heard of, probably some that you've heard of, but hopefully some that you have not. And we will be right back. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. 
This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from Protein Plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, we are back. I have discussed what one might want to use a notebook for. I would love to hear if you have a notebook that you've got, you know, going on for months or years that you treasure that does not fit one of the formats I mentioned because I think I always love learning to hear how other people use paper and notebooks. But now we'll go into a deep dive of some of my favorite brands. Okay, the first one is Papier, P-A-P-I-E-R. It might be Papier. It's a British company. I don't know. I don't want to try to put on a faux British accent, but it might kind of sound between those two pronunciations that I just said. I really like their notebooks because they are hardback. They have a million different colors you can choose from, and they're entirely customizable in a way that looks really professional. I actually bought these notebooks for our residents this year. I happened to have credit at the store because I had been an affiliate. And so I got them all monogrammed notebooks and I was so excited and they looked really, really nice. So you can use these for meeting notes. They have dot grid, they have lined, and I think they have some other formats available, but those are the ones that I've seen. I used a dot grid notebook from them last year. I'm using a lined one currently. It has my initials and 2022 on it. And mine has like a desert scene. It's really pretty. And I tend to use this one for meeting notes. And I do plan to attend a couple of professional conferences this year related to my actual like real job. And I plan on bringing this notebook so I can take lots of paper notes in the session. I know if I have my laptop out and tell myself I will take notes on it, I will end up doing other things that are not as productive or focused. So I think this will be a great tool to take with me. So that's one that retails for about $27. And the easiest way to buy one is through their website. As I mentioned, I am an affiliate. So if you'd like to contribute to next year's resident monogram notebooks, (laughs) then please use my link. Um, however, when I came up with all these brands, um, most of them I'm not an affiliate for, so this is not meant to be like 
an ad episode. I'm just saying, if you were going to buy that notebook, then feel free to use my link if you'd like. All right, the next one is Stology. Now, Stology has a huge following. It's spelled S-T-A-L-O-G-Y, and it's a Japanese company. They make these beautiful dot grid notebooks. A lot of them have 365 pages, so a page for every day, or maybe it's like 368. And they also make ones that are for half the year, but they're not really structured notebooks. There's like a little space where you can write the date at the top, but otherwise they're just like grid notebooks. The paper is quite thin, but it is different than Hobonichi paper. I actually really like it. I find it a little bit less smudge prone, a little more, I don't know, dry, less slippery feeling. And again, since the pages are so thin, it's easy to have a notebook with so many pages and still slip it into an A5 cover and have it be, you know, not such a big book to carry around. So if you are like a former Hobonichi devotee who is just looking for an alternative to the Tomoe River paper, this might be something to look at, especially if you're interested in a more open-ended bullet journal type format. They have grid. I don't know if they have lined. They might. And they have at least three different sizes that I saw in A5, a that was for about $25 on jet pens, a B6, which is a little taller and narrower than an A5. Sorry, I think it's like the same height, but a narrower footprint. That's $21, so it's a little bit smaller. And then a B5, which is double the size of a B6, but again, sort of more tall and narrow, um, and that's $32. So that is the Stology, and it definitely has a ton of diehard fans. I've also seen people use them in like really luxury covers. Like there's um, this well-planned life on Instagram. I think she puts Stology paper inside her Louis Vuitton agenda covers and it looks very classy and beautiful. And so that's one way to go. The next one is if you really do want that thin paper and you love Tome River paper, but you want more of a blank book, you have a couple of options here. You could go with a Wonderland 222 notebook. Remember, I've done a deep dive into their planner, but you could always buy the notebook portion separately. The A5 size is $27 and it does have a timeline along the left that you could easily ignore if you wanted to and a little space for the date up to the top. But otherwise, it's a perfectly blank notebook with grid line paper, similar or identical to the Hobonichi grid lines, to my untrained eye anyway. And that comes in, I think, A5 and also B6 size as well. And Hobonichi also sells a plain notebook, which I believe is available both on their site and also at JetPens. So that is a much lower cost item compared to their planners. So if you just want to get a feel for what their paper is like and try your hand out at some blank pages, they sell that. Their plain notebook also has kind of a fun feature, at least the one I have, where there are different color. Here, I have it right here. Sound effects. Here we go. So it has different color grid lines as you go through the notebook. It starts with red and then it goes to like a more beige color and there's blue ones and it's really subtle. Like these grid lines are not dark at all, not in any of the colors, but I do think it's kind of fun that they change throughout the book. So that's the Hobunichi plain notebook. And I do not have the price right next to me, but I think it's under $20. It's kind of a bargain for a Hobunichi product. The next type of notebook is something a little bit different and that is field notes. Field Notes is a brand, I believe they're based out of Chicago. They're obsessed with design and typeface, and they make these little three and a half inch by five and a half inch notebooks. That's their standard size, although they do make some bigger products with 48 pages that are staple bound for the most part. 
And these are really cute notebooks for carrying around that you could use for recording to-do list items, minutia, details, like great on-the-go little notebooks. So that's called Field Notes. They also make some really fun special editions. And I used to be a subscriber to Field Notes where every quarter I would get like the spring edition and the fall edition. And some of them are really clever and cool. And I actually have amassed a bit of a collection. I haven't subscribed for at least a couple years now, but it's just really fun to go in my drawer and be like, ooh, that's a Field Notes from like, I don't know, 2012 or something. Like I have some pretty old ones. So it's really cool. Okay. The next one, is, oh, and field notes, by the way, when my kids ask for a notebook, I ask them to go into the field notes drawer and find them because they sell for $15 for a three pack. So it's really, you know, it's not nothing, but it's like $5 for these cute little notebooks. And I don't feel terrible about giving them away to my kids where they're going to scribble on them and probably write in the first three pages and then <laughs> possibly abandon it. All right, next is the Becky Higgins notebook. And guess what? I wrote my notes for this episode in a Becky Higgins notebook. How meta are we? So Becky Higgins notebooks, I learned about them from Amanda's favorites. I don't think I ever would have found them otherwise. They're just plain spiral bound notebooks. I think they're A5 size. They have white O-rings and the paper is fantastic. It is smooth. It doesn't have show through. I don't think it's 80 pound paper. I'm going to guess it's like 60 or 70 pound paper, but it's, they're just really great notebooks. Perfect for list making. They are not terribly expensive. I think they're about $8 each, eight to $9 each. And if you buy enough of them, you will get free shipping. So they're just great notebooks to keep on hand, perhaps to do travel planning or something like that. So those are the Becky Higgins notebooks. Oh, and I forgot my favorite part about them. Most of them have a beautiful nature scene on the cover. So the one I'm using has like rocks and water and a waterfall, just a super calming scene. And it just has a little bit of a different look from most of the notebooks you might find at like Target or at the grocery store or something like that. Next, of course, we have Erin Condren. So I recently talked about doing a little bit of retail therapy for myself, and I ordered two Erin Condren. Well, I ordered three. One of them went to my friend, so I, I haven't cracked it open. I, I think she's enjoying it. The other two I ordered were a focus notebook and then a spiral bound notebook. The focus note, the focus notebook. Excuse me, while I grabbed it. It has a green leather like cover and it has a professional look. It is A5 size. I do have to say this notebook does not lay very flat. And one of the reasons I wanted to purchase it is because I got a note from a listener that he had purchased an Erin Condren focused softbound planner and was really kind of not thrilled that he was unable to lay it flat on his desk. And the same can be said about this notebook. I, it, I mean, if I put a paperweight on it and really make effort at, at cracking the spine, I think I could get it to mostly cooperate and lay kind of flat. I'm trying to do it right now as we speak, but it still kind of bows open a little bit. And that is certainly not true of um, notebooks like the Hobonichi Plain Notebook, the other Hobonichi Notebooks, the Stology Notebooks. Like most of the notebooks that I use do have lay flat kind of be a built-in feature. I feel like that's just kind of a given in more of the higher end notebooks. I guess the PPA notebooks do not always easily lay flat, although I haven't had a problem with that because I tend to use them not as like a planner. And so I'm usually kind of holding the page open while I'm using it, so it's not as big of a deal. But anyway, the Focus Notebook from Erin Condren has beautiful paper inside. Of course, it's Erin Condren paper. The cover is very nice, but if a lay-flat feature is important to you, this may not be the series for you. The Erin Condren like traditional spiral-bound notebook with a plastic cover is a really 
bargain compared to some of their other products, which tend to be on the higher price point. For $16, you can get a good sized notebook. Um, I think they're like seven and a half by nine and a half with a cover. You can add customization for a fairly low price, I think $5. And Erin Condren does sometimes have like sales or $10 coupons that you can find at different times of year. So if you're looking to see what their paper is like, but don't necessarily want to invest in an entire planner, checking out one of their notebooks might be a great option for you. Next, we get into some of the more bullet journal focused products. So the most classic bullet journal product, I would say is the Leuchtturm 1917 dot grid journal. I think they actually, I, I know they actually have had some bullet journal editions, but then a lot of other people just like to use their dot grid notebook. I believe the difference is that the bullet journal editions have a built-in indexing area, but otherwise they're fairly similar to their dot grid. I'm not going to give you a price point here because there are a million options on the Leuchtturm website. And I highly recommend you go there to shop rather than, you know, going to Amazon because you can see all of the different sizes and colors that they offer. I do like their paper. It's not as luxe as a couple of the next ones I'm going to mention, but it's pretty good. It doesn't have a lot of show through. The dot grid is very functional. And I do like all of the pretty colors that the covers come in. Some vibrant ones. I mean, you see the boring black ones around, but. Personally, if I was buying a large term, I would get like a yellow or a neon green or something like that. Then we have an alternative to the large term, the Amanda Rach Lee notebook. So you might not have thought of that one off the top of your head, but I purchased this a couple years ago and I'm really impressed with the quality of this notebook. It has a really nice, soft, hefty cover to it. There's a built-in bookmark. She now has editions where the sides of the page are dyed to match the cover, which I think look really cool. And the paper is lovely. It's nice and thick. It's got to be at least 80 pounds. It's got a nice dot grid. It takes pen really well. So that is kind of a more feminine and fun option to the traditional bullet journal. And the third, and that sells, I believe right now for about $26.99 on her site. So it is a little bit on the pricier side, but the kind of catalog of Sorry, it's $26, not $26.99, $26 on her website. That's amandarachley.com. I'm not an affiliate, but I have purchased this product in the past and can vouch. And then the last one is Archer and Olive, which is like, I've mentioned it on prior episodes. It is the catalog of bullet journals, in my opinion. The paper is just luscious. The covers are beautiful. They come up with all these cool design collaborations and elements. And I'm also not an affiliate with them either, but I've purchased from them before and I would do it again in a heartbeat. If you are buying somebody a journal to use for a gift, or maybe you know someone going through a tough time and you feel like a fresh notebook would help them to journal out their feelings, I think an Archer and Olive would be the perfect choice. But their notebooks are pricey in the like 35 and then even like upwards of 40 for some of their larger notebooks range. So it is one of those kind of higher investment notebooks, <laughs> if you will but they're really, really nicely made. And it's a woman-owned company as well. And then finally, two more I wanted to mention, the Nuna Notebook. You may or may not have had experience with Nuna. It's spelled N-U-U-N-A, and they are made in Germany, and they have the wildest cover designs, and they always have kind of like side pages dyed to match the covers, kind of similar to what I mentioned Amanda Rach Lee having. And they're just like modern art, splashy, neon, crazy looking designs. The paper is super cottony and thick and very nice to write on. The only complaint I have about Nuna, well, two complaints. Number one, it can be hard to find in the US, but I'm sure I have some European listeners that can pick it up easily. 
And number two, the dot grid is really, really tiny. So you either have to write really small or just resign yourself to like writing bigger than the dot grid because it's even smaller than I would say like the Hobonichi grids are. And those are pretty small. Nuna has a whole variety of sizes and colors. And I did find a US site that has them, which is jennybick.com. I'm hoping to someday visit the Jenny Bick store. It looks like they have so much cool stuff, but you can also buy Nuna notebooks online from them. So that's one option. Finally, I will mention moleskin or moleskina. I don't know. Moleskin, how do you say that? I know a lot of people love their notebooks. I think their paper is kind of where it loses me a little bit. I don't love it. It's a little bit see-through. It doesn't feel as luxe as the brand otherwise kind of tries to be. However, I will say that I love that they do some really cool themed journals and planners and that they do have about 9 million different layouts to choose from. So if you're looking for something very particular, checking out the Moleskin site to see if they offer it is a very reasonable thing to do. Or if you're just looking for a really fun themed planner or notebook, like they have Harry Potter notebooks and they have Sakura, kind of like a Japanese art themed notebook right now that are really pretty and tempted me. And I remember a special edition product from like 2009 that I purchased that I, is still so memorable to me, but unfortunately they don't sell it anymore. And that was the Color a Month Planner. It consisted of little tiny monthly notebooks in rainbow covers that fit into one black cover. I will see if I can find the image on my blog where I took a picture of it, like in all of its glory in like 2009. It was just so cute. It was not functional. I didn't actually use it in my memory, but I wish I still had it just because it was one of those products that was so different and cool looking. And I'm sure one could find a very fun use for it if they wanted to. So you can't actually buy that unless maybe somebody sells like an old stock on eBay or something. But I just wanted to mention it in case anybody else shares that memory of that cool product that they put out back then. All right, this has been an all notebook episode. I talked for longer than I thought about notebooks. I guess I'm pretty passionate about them. I love to buy them. Nothing makes me happier than a fresh new notebook to start a project. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this rundown. If I omitted some of your favorites, let me know what I'm missing out on. I'm sure there are about 9 million other notebooks in this world. So this was just a taste of what's out there. As always, you can find show notes and I'll link to these notebooks on theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. You can always leave me a comment there. Contact me via my contact information there as well send me questions because we got some Q&A episodes coming up and I believe next week's going to be a really fun guest. So stay tuned for that and have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.